people. Love Michigan Nation. Love all you. Yeah, I'm just having the time of my life right now. Take me through that fourth quarter and that overtime. Uh, just always staying in the moment, you know, not getting in our head too much, thinking about what could happen. It's just focusing on our alignment assignment and executing the play. You're going to play for a national championship. Yeah. We are, but we got to enjoy this one first. <laughs> And enjoy it, they did. That was a post game uh, with WDIV's uh, Hobie catching up with JJ McCarthy uh, after that amazing game. Uh, no one has watched this team and uh, this program more closely than John U. Baker, the New York Times bestselling author. And John joins us live this morning. Happy New Year, John. Thank you, guys. And to you. Any surprises coming out of yesterday's game, or did it go pretty much the way you thought? The defensive <laughs> intensity on the part of Michigan was maybe a, a nice surprise for me. Maybe you anticipated that. Uh, I anticipated no such thing, Guy. I can tell you that uh, the game was almost entirely surprises, including the mistakes. It was not a pretty or flawless game by either team, obviously. But, man, as far as intensity goes and big plays, that game certainly delivered. And I have to believe the national TV crowd was not switching channels, but I have to get you. I mean, Michigan was an underdog against Alabama, a team with one loss, uh, close scare versus a so-so Auburn team. It's not one of the most dominant Alabama teams, uh, but Michigan did not get pushed around. And SEC usually has bigger, faster players. And the physical difference I thought was negligible, if not favoring Michigan. That was probably the biggest surprise for me. Um. John, I know uh, Jim Harbaugh said that his future consists of the happy flight back to Ann Arbor. Uh, if he wins, if they win the national championship next Monday, does he say, okay, I've done my deal. I've done what I came here to do, and so I'm ready maybe for an NFL job now? Or does he stay? Well, Lloyd, here's where I have to revert to the great uh, Bill Goldman, by the way, the famous uh, writer who did the Princess, Di Princess Bride and uh, Rich Cassidy. Nobody knows anything, and that's where we stand right now. A month ago, I would have given it 95% that Harbaugh returns. Uh, he's just waiting on a contract from uh, Michigan. Uh, the contract has gone back and forth. The issue is not money. Uh, Michigan's certainly prepared to write a very big check there. It's about all the clauses, and really it's about the relationship between Ward Manuel, the athletic director, and Jim Harbaugh, which is not a great one. Um, the San Diego, whoops, sorry, the L.A. Chargers, of course, um, with Spanos, uh, the family there, they're going to come after Harbaugh very hard. It's about a toss-up, and it depends more on how Michigan handles it than on, I think, the NFL. That's my take at this stage. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the national title game would have much bearing either way uh, on Harbaugh staying or going. Uh, I can make an argument both ways, perhaps. Unfinished business versus, um, hey, you did it all. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, i got to call it a toss-up. Inconceivable. A little Princess Bride reference for you. <laughs> well done, Jamie. <laughs> well done. Inconceivable, yeah. John. My name is Inigo Montoya. Oh, my God, I love that movie. But let's focus. Um, that word does not mean what you think it means. Yeah. My face. <laughs> uh, John, I was following you on Twitter as I was following the game. And when they were down four, you said they created most of their problems. They dropped a punt, missed PAT, field goal, missed targets, dropped passes, stuff they hadn't done all season, and then they go on to still beat Alabama. I think that bodes well for them playing a Washington team. I think you're right. You can make a pretty good case that that was not Michigan's best game for the reasons that you cited me citing, I guess. Uh, yeah, if Michigan had lost that game, you can point to a half dozen uh, self-inflicted errors, not the kind that it happened just because you're playing Alabama. Uh, but, yeah, the drop punt, the drop passes, et cetera, et cetera, some 
penalties that had no bearing on the play that you know, they obviously screwed up. So if Michigan has more in the tank, that certainly bodes well, as you say, for the Washington game. But having seen the Washington game, of course, versus Texas, guess what? That's a real team, too. So that should be a heavyweight title match. Do you think this game will be more like, um, will we see that withering uh, defensive uh, rush that we saw from the Wolverines against Alabama? Or do you think it's going to be more of a shootout? Well, certainly the Pac-12 style, if there's a, it's got two days left, right? In the Pac-12 style, I got to remember that, the, the league is about to disband. More offense than defense, of course, more shootout, as you suggest, Guy. But what what really impressed me in the Michigan game was how the Michigan defensive line got to uh, Milrow, the Alabama quarterback. Yeah. Um, I got to believe Michigan wants to play that game in the trenches. And I think with the best quarterback in the country, Phoenix, for uh, Washington, they want to play it in the air. So I think the battle is going to be who determines where the game is played. I think it's interesting that Washington's coming over to the Big Ten and they'll just see them again next season. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Yankees are playing the Dodgers in the World Series. And next year, by the way, it's the first series. Right, exactly. What's up with this? Uh, With everything going on with uh, Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA coming out, this has been said on social media. I'm not the Debbie Downer here, but could anything be vacated? It's all possible. And that's uh, looking at it objectively, that's certainly the case. The investigation by the NCAA is not over. The Big Tens is over. That resulted in three-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh. And look, you want to bet on what the NCAA was going to find and what they're going to do about it. Uh, that's not a bet I'm ever comfortable making. So anything is still possible. I would say that one thing that helps Michigan uh, a little bit along the way is actually the success of the last few games. Because the argument that Michigan has gotten to where they are by Connor Stallion stealing signs seems to be winnowing with each victory. You can, certainly Alabama had nothing to do with stealing signs that last game. So that certainly diminishes it. And a quirky thing about the NCAA, which is not objective but seems to be true, and that is that when teams win, they don't like punishing them. I've seen that before. That once you win a national title, they hate vacating national titles. Mm-hmm. So that should not be a factor in any way. But in the past, I've seen that it is. So my guess is these wins help Michigan on two levels, I suppose. It's still a complete unknown what's going to happen next because the NCAA is unpredictable. And it must be said, too, I have no idea what evidence they have beyond Connor Stallions, basically. Um, I don't know who knew what and when, and all those things are going to be hashed out after the fact. In, in looking at the game, final analysis here, uh, obviously uh, Roman Wilson, J.J. McCarthy came up huge for the Wolverines uh, on offense. But when you look at the coaching, especially the final play called by Nick Saban, who gets uh, who gets the crown in terms of uh, being the coaching success in that game? I got to say that uh, I think the Michigan team basically outcoached uh, Alabama. The Michigan probably could have won 30 to 20 if they had not made the mistakes that we talked about. Um, but, yeah, that last play was a, a surprising call, I guess. And also, I don't think he ran the play correctly. He just went right up the middle. There was a gap to the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a, a bit a bit. Uh, I got to say, Guy, I got to – Jamie and Lloyd, I love you guys, but I have to talk to my chronological peer here, Guy Gordon, <laughs> and that is that I grew up watching Michigan lose these kind of games countless times. Yeah. Um, Bo Schimekler was 2-8 and eight in the Rose Bowl. It's always uh-huh. a close game. I always bowled down to a play like that. For once, Michigan actually came out on top in a game like that. And that, I think Michigan fans are still getting their heads around. I know. And, and I got to tell you, I had a daughter at the game, my son-in-law. It was 
it was a joyous occasion, to be sure, especially with all the scars left from those previous disappointments. John, have a wonderful new year. We can't wait for the national title. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.